Yeah, I won't have a, a relaxing time until Saturday. Wow, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, and on until the next Saturday and Sunday, after the week of my birthday, because lots of people are coming to celebrate my birthday. Right, are you now complaining that you're going to have three days of birthday celebrations? No! Good, because it, it sounded a lot like you were saying, when am I going to relax? And that you weren't going to get next weekend because people will be too busy celebrating your birthday with you. My birthday is very good. Some people say it's the best holiday of the year. Right. Well, this is coming out on your birthday, so this will be released. People will first be able to listen to this on your seventh birthday. Which is very soon, and I cannot wait to open your mystery present that you and Mummy got me. You, that was very accusatory, that finger. I just really want to know what's inside it. There's nothing inside it. It's just a box of rocks. What? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I know that's not true. It is true. They're very smooth rocks, if that helps. Well, I do like pebbles and rocks. Oh, they're definitely rocks, not pebbles. They're too big for a pebble. Hey up, I'm Joe Heathcote, and this is Consistently Eccentric, a British history podcast where we try to make sense of some of the lesser-known and more people and events these islands have produced. So let's get started with... So, you remember the last story we did was about a thousand years ago? Yeah. Well, this story is a thousand years even before that. Wow! Because it starts... Even before Magic the Gatherings! Well, that's, again, that's a fantasy title. It's, it's not real. I like fantasy just too much. Right, well, this is what happened in history. But okay? I'm more into Lord. But I'm more into Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's okay. Well, the Hobbit at least, eh? Yes. Okay, so this story actually takes place in the year thirty. Thirty is a very weird number. Which means that it is what one thousand nine hundred ninety-two years ago. That's a very long time ago. It is a Before very long time ago. anybody in this world was born. When God created the world! No, no. I mean, this is... It's AD is supposedly after the year Jesus was born. So this will be 30 years after Jesus was born. So Jesus will be um, just about to start his preaching at this point. Oh! In the Middle East. Um, this is three years before Jesus died on the cross. Okay. No! That must have been so painful. Probably. But we're not going to be talking about Jesus this episode, Evie, okay? What are we going to be talking about? Well, we because are going We're going to be talking about a person who was born in the southeast of England, an area known as Norfolk, okay? Although it wasn't known as Norfolk back then. And this <laughs> little girl was called Boudicca. Boudicca is a very, very weird name. Well, some people also call her Bodicea. Bodicea is a better name. I know, but I, I'm going to stick with Boudicca. Bodicea. Well, you can call her Bodicea, I'll call her Boudicca. Okay, and Boudicca, she was a Celt. What's a Celt? I'm glad you asked. So, the Celts were the first people to live on 
the British Isles that we know about who left things. So they, we got told stories about them. So basically, they're the first people that we know of who lived here. Why? Why? Because before the Celts, the the people who were living here didn't do painting. They didn't write things down. They didn't have um, language particularly. Was paper invented then? No. No, 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 no. Not when they started. Were pencils invented? Oh, definitely not. The Celts were the first people really to be in Britain at all. Okay? And there were lots of different kinds of Celts as well. There wasn't just one group. It's not like now where we're all English. And Boudicca, she was a member of a Celtic tribe called the Iceni. Or the Iceni. I'll stick with Iceni. Okay. No worries. Wait, now, what's the Iceni? They're one of the many, many Celtic groups. Okay. Uh, okay. The Celts had come across from mainland Europe somewhere between 1,300 years before Jesus and 1,000 years before Jesus was born. So an extra 1,000 years. So 3,000 years before today, the Celts first came to, to England and to Britain. Okay. And they'd spent that first 1,000 years that they were on this island fighting amongst each other to see who could have control of which bit. So they had loads of little wars to see who was going to have what land. Yeah? So which land did they all get? Well, a lot of them didn't get any land and got destroyed completely. Mm. Yeah. But by the time... I'm just going to pretend that you didn't say that and they and they shared some land with other people. Okay, well, by the time that Boudicca was born, there were about 30 big Celtic tribes all over the country. And these included... Do you want to hear some of the names? Yeah. The Caledonies, the Veniconies and the Apidi, who were up in Scotland. So they were some of the Scottish tribes. Scotland! Yeah. Then you had... The Carvetti, the Brigantes, and the Parisi, and they were in northern England. So the bit of the England that we live in was full of Brigantes. Blink, blink, okay. The Deciangli, Ordovices, and Siloris were in Wales. Wales was where you had your honeymoon. Mm, no, we had a honeymoon in Greece. It's a bit further afield than Wales. Greek. Greece. Ah, Greece. We stayed in a treehouse in Wales once called Goody Who. Is that what you're thinking of? No. No, because Mum didn't tell me about it and you didn't tell me about it. Okay, well, we once stayed in Wales in a a treehouse called Goody Who. And in the south were the Durotreges, the Belgi and the Regni. Okay, so that's nine out of the thirty dotted all over the place they were so there were all these different tribes and they'd all been fighting for almost a thousand years until eventually they'd all kind of decided which bits belonged to who okay and the Iceni tribe the ones that we're talking about they were in Norfolk which is kind of in the southeast and they had a nice big area that was all theirs okay okay right what about the next tribe The tribe next to them, um, there were a couple of them. (laughs) Next door neighbours. Yeah, they're next door neighbours. The Catavalunians were one of their next door neighbours. They were quite an important tribe. Were they cat people and pigeon people? No, they were all just human people, really. 
I know, it's very boring. They all pretty much look the same because they were all from the same bit of Germany where they'd originally been and come across to uh, Britain. So they all came from the same place, pretty much. Yeah? Yeah. The other ones that were close to them were the um, Trinovanites. So that was another one of the tribes that was near them. They were their neighbours, the Catavalonians and the Trinovantes, okay? Unfortunately, though, Evie, just when they got everything sorted out and they knew who was going to live where and all the fighting had kind of settled down, another group of people came across the sea in the year 55 BC, before Christ. Okay. Jesus! Yeah, so 55 years before Jesus was born... A group of people came across from Europe to Britain. Do you know who they were? King Harold and his army. Ah, no, we're a thousand years before King Harold here. Back in that time, it wasn't Vikings that used to do raiding. It was the Romans. Romans! Yes. The Romans, under a famous Roman general called Julius Caesar, came over to Britain to have a look at what was going on over there. And they didn't do a lot of conquering of the Celts at first, but what they did do was they started trading things because the Romans had a massive empire and they had things like wine and exotic foods. I eat, I drink wine. You don't drink wine, Evie. It's grape juice. Well, you drink grape juice, that's true, but you don't drink wine, do you? I do. So, yeah, they bring over stuff like grape juice and they bring over... All of these really nice warm furs. Tiger bread. And probably tiger bread, yeah. They probably have fancy breads and stuff that they brought over. And they said to the Celts, we'll give you all of this stuff. All you have to do is give us some money. And a lot of the Celtic tribes went, well, we'd really like the things because they're very nice, pretty things, but we don't have as much money as you're asking. And they said, that's fine. Don't worry. We'll give you, we'll lend you the money and you can pay it back to us over time. And that's how the Romans started to influence the tribes, by getting them to be in debt to them. Which is a very sneaky way of having control over people, getting them into debt, isn't it? No. Because then the Romans can go, you owe me. You need to do as we say, because you owe me. What does you owe me mean? It means that if if you owe somebody money, they could then ask you to do them a favour, couldn't they? Yeah! And the Romans started getting lots of favours from all the different Celtic tribes. And some of the Celtic tribes were really happy to do favours for the Romans and others thought it was mean. Mean to come over and start trying to control everyone and tell everybody what to do. I guess it is a bit mean. Yeah, to to try and tell people what to do all the time. A little bit of both. Because it is a bit mean to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's good to give them lots of good stuff. Mm. But is is it is is it giving them good stuff if you're saying no? Actually, you owe us for this, and we're gonna we're gonna tell you what to do until you've paid off your debt. No. No, I think it was quite controlling. I think it was quite sneaky. But one. I think of, it was a bit rude. Possibly a bit rude as well. But one of the tribes. They decided that they weren't going to put up with it anymore. And that was the Catavalonians. They decided that they needed to do something. Otherwise, the Romans were going to slowly start taking over. And they were led by a man called Caractacus. I happen to really like the name Caractacus. Why? Because it's fun to say. Try it. Caractacus. 
Caracticus. You gotta go. Caracticus. Caracticus. Oh. I like it. Yeah, we might change your name to Caracticus. Don't you even think about it. If you want to change my name, you'll either change it to Pikachu or Woodstock. Fair enough. Wait, add out the Pikachu, not Pikachu, uh, or Socks. Or Socks. Yes. So you want to be Woodstock or Socks? Woodstock or Socks. Okay. If you want to change my name. That's good to know. I'll, I'll run it past Mum, okay? Now, although Caractacus, he was a very, very strong warrior and he had lots and lots of people loyal to him who were going to fight with him, they weren't going to be able to beat the Roman Empire because the Roman Empire had access to lots and lots of men. And when I say lots, they sent 16,000 men across to beat Caractacus. And do you know what they sent with those men? No. War elephants. Elephants! Elephants. <laughs> and bear in mind, no one in Britain knew what an elephant was. They'd never seen an elephant, they'd never heard about an elephant, and suddenly these people were having to try and fight dozens of elephants. <laughs> elephants are strong. They're, They're as strong as woolly mammoths and dinosaurs. They're very strong animals. And um, Would you like to try and fight one with a sword? No. Do you think you'd win? Who do you think w- would win between a man and a sword? A Ele- man with a sword and an elephant. Elephant. Yeah, well... It would just, it would just step on him. I, probably. There were probably a few Celts who got stepped on that day and squished into Celtic jam. <laughs> Then you could eat them. Well, that would be cannibalism. We've talked about this, Evie. We don't do that, do we? We don't mm. eat people. No, don't. Hmm. We don't eat people. You said in Ar- You said if if we go to, into Arctica and there's no more food left, you'd eat me. Yeah, but that's different. It is not. It is. If there was absolutely no other food, then maybe you'd eat a human, but. There was plenty of food around in Britain at the time. You wouldn't need to eat these jam jam sandwich Celts, would you? I like jam sandwiches. Yes, but what's your jam normally made of? Black currants. Black currants. Or strawberries, yeah? Or it's peaches. N- yes, but never people. I don't think we've ever come back from the shop with people jam, have we? <laughs> no, that no. would be silly. That would be silly. And we're not going to do it, okay? <laughs> no people jam. Okay, so they sent across all of these Roman soldiers who were very, very good at fighting. They all had proper armour, they had proper sharp swords, and they knew tactics. What are tactics? It's where everyone agrees how they're going to do something. And in the Roman case, they would form wedges, so triangle shapes, to punch through a line of the other army. They had one called the tortoise, where they would use their shields to make a big sort of cone, which they'd all hide under so that they wouldn't get shot with arrows. They had lots of interesting tactics, did the Romans. And eventually they pushed Caractacus and his men all the way back to the Catavalloni capital of Colchester, which you can still go and visit today. And do you know what they did once they had all of these men, all of these Celts, trapped within this city? Mm. They sat down and did a bit of waiting. All the Roman soldiers sat and had a bit of a wait. They let the elephants have a little sleep. Because they were waiting for the emperor himself to come. 
So they could kill him. No, they wanted the emperor from Rome to come, Claudius. So they had to wait for him to get all the way from Rome in Italy over to Britain so that he could lead his forces into the capital because he wanted all the credit. So he hadn't done any of the fighting. Elephants. Oh, I suppose he had sent the elephants, that's fair. But he hadn't actually picked up a sword at Claudius and done any fighting. What? Why? He, because he was the emperor. He just tells people what to do. He doesn't do it himself. That is very rude. Do some fighting yourself, emperor. Well, he didn't. He, it was probably for the best, actually. He wasn't the most sane person, really, Claudius. It's best he just stayed out of the way and didn't do much. But that was it, pretty much, for the Catavalonians. The capital Colchester was taken, and the Romans made it their capital city. And then they swapped countries. No, they just kept expanding. It was an empire. So they took all of the Catavalonian land, and they said, right, this is Roman land now. And they started expanding all across Britain. So they came to live in England? Yeah, they started off trading with people and making sure everyone owed them favours. And then they came across and they took the Catavalonian land and then they started expanding. And they started coming up with reasons to take other people's land. So all of the armies, when their lands have been taken, they went to England and formed a bigger army. Well, that's the problem. The Celts didn't form a bigger army. They kept squabbling amongst themselves and the Romans just picked them off one by one came up with an excuse to take that tribe like and went and berries them. like berries they picked them off one by one like blackberries from a bush and during this time when um the romans were starting to conquer south britain boudica she she wasn't particularly bothered do you know why why she was getting married oh somebody's getting uncancelled someone's getting what Uncancelled from being alone. Uncancelled from being alone. Yes, she was getting married. And do you know who she was marrying? Who? She was marrying the king of all the Essene people. She was marrying the head of the tribe. She was now... She is now queen. Yes, because she married a king called Prasutagus. A very normal name, isn't it? Prasutagus. I mean, you must have three or four Prasutaguses in your class. No, not heard... that I have heard of. It is still a fun name. It is still a fun Prasutikas. name. Prasutikas. Prasutikas. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Prasutikas. Boudica was described as being very, very tall. Very, yes, even higher than your arm can stretch. With long brown hair down to her waist. So all the way down to her bum. <laughs> just she like had... Auntie Finn. Just like Auntie Finn's used to have. And she was always wearing a very thick gold necklace round her neck. Ooh. Called a talk. What's a talk? Well, it's like a necklace, only it's made of solid piece of gold, so you oh. kind of bend it around your oh, neck. Oh, yeah, I know what a talk is. Okay. I know what a talk is. Just needed somebody to remind well, me. Well, consider yourself reminded, yes? Yes. Boudica and her new husband... They decided that rather than try and fight the Romans, as a couple of the other tribes were doing, because they'd seen what happened when you tried to fight the Romans. They'd seen what happened to Caractacus and everything that he'd lost. And they thought, it's probably better to be on the Roman side and to fight with them. So they agreed with the Romans that they'd 
do whatever the Romans said, so long as they could keep all of their stuff and all of their land. That is a very bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? Because then, Mm. because the Romans are betrayers. They are evil. You think the Romans are going to betray them? Yes. Well... There was a, they did have a bit of a falling out with the Romans after a couple of years because the Romans said to them, look, I know your people have lots of weapons. They have lots of swords and they have chariots and they have javelins. Now, don't you think you should just give them all to us Romans? We'll take all your weapons and we'll look after you. But don't worry, we definitely won't take advantage of the fact that you no longer have weapons. And Boudicca and her husband went, actually, I think we'd rather keep our weapons, if that's okay. And you'll look after us. Mm. And in the end, they had a little bit of a fight about it, but the Romans agreed that the Iceni could keep their weapons. And from that point on, they were, they were solid. As solid as gold. Well, for the next 13 years, the Iceni and the Romans, they worked together fine. Everything went well. Boudicca, she was happy. And you know what? She had... Her husband was happy. Yeah, and they were so happy they had two kids. <gasps> what were their names? Was it a boy or a girl? It was two girls. Oh, so I knew it. I don't know what their names are. So for the purposes of this... Look st- it up online. No, then. it's not written down. For the purposes of this story, they were called Princess Woodstock and Princess Socks. Okay? Does that work for you? Yes. Okay, so there's Princess Woodstock and Princess Socks. And Prasuticus and Boudicca, they were very happy because they were thinking, well, when we die, we've got Princess Woodstock, the older, and we've got young Princess Socks, and they will carry on the royal line, and they will rule the Iceni into the future. We're sorted now. We've got we've got people to inherit from us. And yeah? do you know where I got the Socks name from? Bluey. No! Socks from the move. Buzz Lightyear, the movie. Oh, from Buzz Lightyear, the movie. Yeah, the robot cat socks. Yes, that's okay then. I hope that's what you got me in your mystery present. Don't, you're very aggressive about this. Present's supposed to be a nice thing. I know, but I just don't know what's in it and I really need to know. Can I just have one peek? No. So, just to make sure that everyone knew what was going to go on, Prasuticus, he wrote a will. And in his will, he said, if I die, I want to make sure that my daughters carry on and that they rule all of my lands. But because I'm friends with you Romans and because we've got a deal going, you can take half of all the wealth I have. All of that will go to your emperor, half of everything I own. But the other half and all the land, my daughters are going to rule. And that sounds fair, doesn't it? Yes. Would you say? A bit yes, a bit not. Okay. Well. Because they might, the Romans might sneak in the night like burglars and steal some of the girls' stuff. You think so? You really are mistrustful of these Romans, aren't you? You don't trust them at all. Because they squish people into jam. That was the elephants. The elephants have gone home now. There's no elephants about at the moment, okay? Good. Okay. Naughty elephants. Naughty. And do you know what happened next? What? Prasutagus. He only went and died. Yeah. In the year 60 AD, Prasutagus died. I think he was a bit older than Boudicca. He died of natural causes, Evie. He had a long, happy life. 
But that was why he was thinking about what would happen with his daughters. And a Roman official decided, well, I've read the will and I see that he's left half of all of the stuff to our Emperor Nero and half of it to his daughters and that they're supposed to rule. But do you know what? I think we're just going to take everything. How dare you! And the Romans, yeah, the Romans decided that rather than do what it said in the will, they were just going to take everything. And they did that by having Roman soldiers demand all the things that people had off them. And anyone who refused to give it up, they beat them with sticks. Little beauty sticks. Yeah. Poke, poke for the rest of their lives. And if they really kept refusing, they might do a little bit of stabbing. With their swords. Ah! Yeah. Ah! You know, encouragement stabs. And the Essene people weren't particularly happy with this, as you can imagine. They were suddenly being told, no, you're all Roman now. We own all of your land. We own all of your things. Hand it over. They were not happy people. Mm. Like I say, some people refused. And they were beaten. Or they were stabbed a little bit. Given encouragement stabs. But Boudicca, she was a queen, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And she'd been talking to all these Romans all her life because they'd been friends. So she thought, I know what I'll do. I'll go and speak to this Roman official and I'll get it sorted out. I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding. So she went to speak to the Romans. And, and said, she died? No, she said, look, this stuff goes to my daughters. Here's the will, look. We made it all clear. And the Romans decided that the best thing to do was to have... Rip up the will! I'm sure they did that, but they also had her and both of her daughters, Princess Socks and Princess Woodstock, beaten badly. With a stick? Well, a f- they said flogged, so it would be whipped. They had the Queen and her two did daughters they die? whipped. No, but it hurt a lot. And it was quite humiliating. Because this is a queen who's come to say, we're friends, and then she's been whipped and sent back. And this is why I do not trust the Romans. It's a good good reason not to trust the Romans. And they hoped that by humiliating Queen Boudicca, that they would have broken her spirit, and they would have made her feel so bad that she'd just let them do whatever they wanted. But she did not. You sound confident about that. Do you, do you think that she did? something what do you think she did she beat them with a a very pointy stick well actually yes she she picked up her spear because she had a spear and she decided i was right for once she decided that she was going to go and get an army of her own and that she was going to teach these romans that they couldn't be bullies so she decided that she was going to find some other Celts who maybe weren't particularly happy with the Romans and that they'd all band together and make a massive army. She allied herself with another tribe called... Pigeon men and cat the tr- people. <laughs> the Trinovanites, yeah? And Boudicca eventually managed to convince 120,000 angry Celtic men and women to fight with her between the two tribes, between her Iceni tribes and the Trinovanites tribes, she got 120,000 people. Do you know how many that is? Okay. Do you know when we went to watch the football match in the dark, did that seem like a lot of people? Yes. That yes. Was, that was only 10,000 people. 
We're talking... Also counting the players. Even counting the players, it was only just over 10,000 people. We're talking about over 10 times as many. All angry, all with weapons, and all deciding that they're going to go and teach the Romans a lesson. I would get, I would get my snow dogs really angry about... I think my snow dogs are very angry about those Romans. That they would fight back if they were in that time. Would you fight back, do you think? Yes. You'd fight back as well? With my doggies. With my free doggies. Well, led by Boudicca, the Celtic people, they decided that what they would do is they would march on the Roman capital of Colchester. Boudicca led from the front on her chariot, encouraging her soldiers by saying, it's better to die in freedom than to live as slaves. So she said, it's, it's better to die fighting the Romans than it is to live under them. And a lot of people agreed and they marched towards Colchester. Did they all die? Well, no, because most of the Roman army actually wasn't about at the time. They were over in Wales fighting some Celts in Wales. So there were actually very few Roman soldiers in the southeast of England at the time. How many? Well, not enough, because when the people of Colchester saw this massive army coming towards them. They sent a message to the Roman official in London, the one who'd ordered them to take all of um, Boudicca's stuff, and said, look, uh, we have this massive Celtic army coming towards us. Can you send us some extra men? You know, we've got... And he said, no, I cannot, because my other men are going on fighting in Wales. No, what he said was, I can send you 200 men. Now, you say you're good at maths. Which number's larger? 120,000 or 200? 120,000. And how much of a chance do you think 200 men would have against 120,000 angry Celtic people? Um, No chance. They did have no chance. And Colchester was quickly taken by the Celts. I told you I was very good at maths. Mm. Well, Colchester, the Celts quickly took it under Boudicca and they decided that the best thing to do with it was to burn the entire city to the ground and kill everyone who was inside it. And they did. I will throw the bucket at them and then throw them under a real bus. Who? The Celts? No! The Romans. Well, the Romans all got killed. Hooray! And because they managed to do that so quickly and so easily... Princess Socks and Princess Woodstock built a new city and they all lived happily ever after. No, because they were burning the city to the ground, another 2,000 Romans were sent to try and stop them. But again, what's the bigger number? 120,000 or 2,000? 120,000. Yes. And what chance do you think 2,000 men has against an army that size? No chance. Yes. So these 2,000 Roman soldiers went to try and stop Boudicca and her tribe burning Colchester down and they pretty much just got killed. So they went to try and tell her to stop it and she just stabbed them with her long spear and told them to hop it and mind their own business and get lost. Get lost. Move it. And they, the, the ones of them that didn't die definitely moved it back to London. And they explained, this is quite a big army, guys. And I don't want to worry you, but now that they've finished burning Colchester to the ground, they're walking towards London. 
and they still look very angry. Really angry. Really angry. So, Boudicca and her army, they're marching towards London. But the Romans had got word to their big army that was in Wales and said, look, I know you're busy fighting Welsh Celts, but things are kicking off back here. We've got a bit of a problem and we need you to come and sort out this Boudicca. Because if you don't, I think we might be in a bit of trouble. So the Roman army turned around from Wales and started rushing as quick as they could towards London. So it was a race to see who was going to get to London first. Who do you think won? Give me give me a moment. The Romans! Yes, they did. The Romans made it to London first. And they were, all the people, all the people in London were like, oh, how lucky are we? We finally got a proper Roman army here. We thought we were going to end up like Colchester, burned to the ground. But now we've got this lovely Roman army here and they're going to protect us. And they did. Well, they were set up in London and then they saw Boudicca's army in the distance and they went, oh, oh, that's a lot of people. Oh, that's a big army. And the Romans realised that they wouldn't be able to defend London. Um, Dad, I hmm? think that Boudicca is taking this too far. She's t- turning pure evil. Is she? Yes. Well, she was very, very angry. This is why you don't flog a, a, a queen and you don't, you don't mess with princesses. She'd say the Romans brought this on themselves. But her army came over the hill and the Roman soldiers looked and they went, we can't, we can't defend London. They'd be able to circle us and destroy us. We can't beat them if we fight here. We need a different battle site. We need to go and find somewhere where we'd have an advantage. So they lived in London. So they went to a different battlefield and then they went back to London and lived in it. No. The Roman army... I'm going to pretend they did. Okay. The Roman army decided that they needed to abandon London. Why? Because they weren't going to win a fight there. did Boudicca destroy London. She did. And all of the people in them. In London? Well, most of the people had the common sense to run away this time because they saw what happened to the people of Colchester, so they all ran away. But she burnt London down, and if you go to London today and you dig, you'll reach a layer of ash that is known as the Boudicca layer. And that is because she burnt it down so thoroughly there is now a layer of soil that you can dig to that commemorates that, that shows that. So she she really did make history to the point where now when you dig down in London, you can find the layer that shows how much Boudicca burnt this place to the ground. So she burnt Colchester to the ground, she burnt London to the ground, and then she decided that big Roman army, if we can chase them down and we can beat them... I actually trust the Romans now. Oh, okay. Well, she's saying if she can take that Roman army, then she's won and she can kick the Romans out of Britain for good. So she starts chasing the big Roman army and they're going sort of northwest-ish from London. Dad. Mm? And then Princess Socks and Princess Woodstock came onto the Roman side and they built London and Colchester back up. No, they chased the I'm Romans. I'm going to pretend they did. Okay, well, can I tell you what actually happened? 
No. They chased the Romans northwest, and as they were chasing them, they passed a place called St. Albans. So they burned that to the ground as well. But while they were busy in St. Albans burning that to the ground, the Romans found exactly what they were looking for. A, a big battlefield! Well, a very special battlefield, because they found a battlefield where it was like a valley, okay? And behind it was very thick forest, so you couldn't get that way. And the Romans went into the valley and set themselves up there because it meant that you could only attack them from one direction. So even though Boudicca had 120,000 men, you couldn't get all 120,000 men into that valley. So they'd have to attack with just a few people at the front. And the Romans figured that that would give them the best chance of beating the Celts. So they set up in this valley and they waited for the Iceni under Boudicca to come and find them. Mm-hmm. When Boudicca found them, she had all of her people set up all of their carts and all of the stuff at the back of the battlefield. So it basically made it into one big arena. So there was no escaping from either direction, which meant that whoever won was going to be able to win completely because no one from the losing side would be able to escape. So it was an all or nothing Did battle. Did the Romans win? Well, this is where we're getting to, isn't it? They both lined up and it was a bit one-sided because the Celts outnumbered the Romans 10 to 1. So for every 10 Celts, you got one Roman. And Boudicca, she was very, very confident, as you can imagine. So she ordered a full frontal assault. Just everybody charge at the Romans. Charge! And the Romans knocked them down the hill and into the lagoon. Oh, there was no hill, and I don't know where you're getting the idea of a lagoon. No, what the Romans did is they relied on their tactics. They waited and waited... And then they used a hail of javelins. So they threw their javelins to take down some of the Celts who were at the front. And then they formed a wedge shape. So you know what I mean? Like the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they charged into the Celts and broke their ranks. Boom, 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 boom. Stabs! And this caused some of the Celtic people to try and retreat, to try and run away. Retreat! Oh my gosh, what is happening? Ah, but they'd set all of their carts and stuff up to stop anyone from getting out, hadn't they? Yeah. So as the Celts tried to run away, they hit all of their own things and they got trapped and it started to get confusing and it started to get very chaotic. And even though there weren't as many Romans, they were very, very well disciplined and they did as they were told and they won. They won the day. The Roman. Yep, they won. Woo! Yeah, yeah. You've totally won eighted on who you're behind in this story. And but the Boudicca was turning pure evil, just turn burning cities to the ground. That's very mean. Okay, well. Because then more people will will have to live in England. <laughs> well. Boudicca herself, she did manage to escape. So she didn't get killed in the battle. Did the princesses did? I don't know what happened to the princesses. I like to think that they went back to Norfolk. So do I. Okay, so Princess Socks and Princess Woodstock Woodstock went to live in London. No, they went to live in Norfolk in the bogs and the fens of Norfolk. But they weren't princesses anymore because the Iceni didn't really exist after this battle. 
So they were just Woodstock and socks from this point on. But they, they lived. Boudicca, however, she was being hunted by the Romans because they wanted to make an example of her. Like cats and a mouse. Like cats and a mouse, yeah. She was the mouse and she was running and she was hiding, but she wasn't getting a lot to eat and she wasn't finding places to get out of the rain and she was getting weaker and she was getting more cold and eventually she became very, very sick. Did she die? She did. Everyone involved in this story is long gone. Yes, unfortunately... Because she couldn't make it back to Norfolk, where all of you know her friends were, she died somewhere between the battlefield and Norfolk. And that was it for the Iceni people. Although some of them still lived in Norfolk, they were never really uh, an important group again. And eventually, those Celtic people who remained in Norfolk were replaced by the Anglo-Saxons. And the Anglo-Saxons are the people who were of Harold. Yay! So it all comes back around. To the Battle of Hastings. Mm. But because Boudicca's revolt, because her attempt to kick the Romans out failed, and because between her and Caractacus, two of the biggest and strongest of the Celtic tribes had been defeated, the Romans eventually managed to conquer all of England and all of Wales right up to a place called the Antonine Wall at one point. And then they made a bigger army. Well, no, what happened was... More people have to live in England. The Romans took over all of England, but when they tried to conquer Scotland, they found they weren't able to do that. Why? Because Scottish people fight harder than anyone else. So everybody who had no home went to go and live in Scotland. Um... A lot of the a lot of the tribes ended up in Scotland, yeah. If I was a tribe, then I would just go, go, come on, lads. If I was a queen, then I would go, come on, lads, let's go and live in Scotland. Do you think that's the best best bet? Yep. Okay. So that is the story of Queen Boudicca, one of the few people who tried to stand up to the Romans and actually did a good job at the start. Yes. And then it all went a bit wrong. As for Caractacus, you know, the first guy who tried to stand up to the Romans, he ended up being captured and he was taken to Rome itself where they just let him live there in exile. He lived in Rome and he couldn't for the life of him understand what the Romans wanted with Britain because Rome was beautiful and sunny and it had culture and it had lovely buildings and England had rain and mud and little huts and smelt of poo and cabbage so he couldn't understand why the romans even wanted england and britain but how is Hmm? england alive now because england's just a place evie the celts have lived here the romans have lived here the anglo-saxons have lived here the vikings lived here for a while didn't they the normans have lived here you know we've had immigrants from all over the world come here england's just a place There's always going to be people living in England and the people who live in England will call themselves English. But anyone can be English. England is part of our family. Well, our families are all English, aren't they? So England is a part of our family. Yeah, but, you know, everyone's got relatives from other places in the world. Mummy has Greek heritage. 
So she's from... So she's Some of her family originally were from Greece. Some of my family were from Scotland. Some were from Ireland. Some of my friends know people in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And you have friends who live in other countries, don't you? And have visited other countries and are from other countries. The Czech Republic! Yeah, you have a friend from the Czech Republic, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she lived in England, didn't she? Yes, for only two years. So you don't need to worry. Just because one group of people stopped living in England doesn't mean that we stopped having English people. No. Mm. No one will ever tear this beautiful place apart ever again. Or I will stab them with a pointy stick. That's very angry. Who's who's going to tear it apart, just so I know? People who try to tear it apart. I'll I'll raise a bigger a bigger army than them. Right. A thousand more than them. And then we will attack. Who are these people that you need to attack? The people who are going to conquer. Or destroy England. I don't and think And make anyone's... us their slaves. Well, they do both of those things. I don't think there's anyone planning on doing that at the moment, Evie. I think we're okay. Oh, if they do, they'll see all right that I am pure strong. You're pure strong. Okay. So that's that's about as far back as we can go with history, really, is the Celts. Because the only reason we know so much, well, anything about the Celts, really... Are we going to go something after King, after the Battle of Hastings next? Well, there's lots, there's lots of places we could go next. Hooray! But in terms of famous people that you'll probably be taught about, Boudicca, or Bodicea, is one of them that you will learn at school. Okay? We're sticking with Boudicca. Okay, well... It's one of the ones that you'll probably get taught at school. So if you already know a little bit about Boudicca, like if you already know a little bit about 1066, that will help during your history lessons because you'll be able to say... History tests. Yeah. When we're in year six, we're going to have a lot of history tests for about three weeks. So there we go. That's that's what we were going to talk about today. We were going to talk about Boudicca. And we did. And we did. And it's nearly my birthday. So anybody who is watching this, this listening. is a who anybody who is listening to this, this is a very special podcast because it's a birthday episode and it is released on Friday. Goodbye. Please don't edit that bit out, okay? <laughs> okay, I will not edit that bit out. Hi there, it's Emma, Chief Organiser at Consistently Eccentric. Here to remind you all that if you like what you hear, you can catch up with all previous episodes and session series by searching for us on Acast, Spotify and iTunes. How fancy. You can also join us on Instagram at Consistently Eccentric Podcast, where we update on the weekly episode and post all of our bonus content for you lucky lot. See you next week.